This is Fine Rambles, number 60. I was watching one of those conspiracy movies the other day where there's some big secret that an evil, shadowy, all-powerful corporation will do anything to protect, anything to keep from getting to the public. And that's, that's backwards, because here's where we are right now in reality. The secrets are right out in the open. Everyone knows who's responsible for peddling fake news and, and spreading extremism and inciting outrage. It's Facebook. It's Google. It's Twitter. These companies are worth $2 trillion for services they provide ostensibly for free. Well, here's what we give them in exchange for their free services. Google reads your emails. They, they know where you go based on Google Maps. They have your credit card data. They know the videos you watch based on YouTube. Facebook, same thing. They, they read your posts, right, on Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. And they follow you around the internet and watch exactly what we do on every website, right down to the movements of our mouse. And they design these sites to keep us engaged so they can keep sucking out more data, like, like data vampires. And they do this essentially by using the techniques of the casino industry, you know, that bastion of virtue that is the gambling industry. And this is, you know, they encourage you to refresh the pages to see what's new. And that's a dopamine hit, which is wildly addictive. And there's no natural end, right? You can just scroll forever with no sense of when it's time to stop. And then likes and followers. This isn't just dopamine. It's tapping into deep social cues like belonging and validation. How much attention am I getting? And this is driving these epidemics of narcissism and mental health crisis. <laughs> Here's a single example from Tristan Harris's recent testimony to Congress. 55% of plastic surgery in 2018 had the primary motivation of looking better in selfies. And it gets worse. These sites, they promote stories and videos that incite outrage and fear. The most horrible videos and posts rise naturally to the top of the scroll. That's because outrage is the business model. You know, I used to think YouTube was this relatively leftist organization that said the right things around a whole host of social issues. And more and more, I'm starting to think that's just window dressing. Because YouTube recommended Alex Jones videos 15 billion times, but, but, but billion times. And it's not that YouTube is conservative. They want to make money. And by the way, these algorithms, they're starting to write themselves. Even the people at these companies can't figure out how the algorithms actually work. They just know what they do. 
They're like black boxes. And that's, that's pretty scary. So anyways, these algorithms, they want fake news. They want fake news because, because Crazy Town is really engaging. Crazy Town creates a ton of attention. Even more, it spreads attention. Every word of moral outrage in a tweet raises the retweet rate by 17%. It's not your attention that's worth money. It's the attention of our animal brains. Civility isn't predictive. Civility doesn't go viral. When you're outraged and scared, that's when we reveal who we really are. These companies, they don't care that the side effect is anxiety and increased polarization and increased extremism. And so they get all this data from us, and they use this data to hack our brains in order to get us to do three things. And the first thing I think we're starting to understand pretty well, targeted advertisements, right? You are the product. You're the information mine, and they're the information miners, and they assemble all of this data, and then they can sell it to the highest bidder. The second thing they get you to do is to spread this outrage, right? And here, you're not the product. You're the fuel. It's as if each, it's as if each user on a social media platform is a uranium atom. And when we get angry, our, you know, our uranium atom gets agitated and it shoots off a neutron into the social media sphere. And it hits another atom, another person, and that person gets agitated, and then they spread that outrage. They fire off their own neutrons. And pretty soon, you have a chain reaction where everyone is agitated and everyone is exploding with outrage. That is insane. <laughs> that is insanely negative for society, and for every individual involved, yet it makes them an ungodly amount of money. An ungodly amount of money. The third goal is they want to understand you so well that they can manipulate your behavior. For example, getting you not to vote. And there's this example from Rene Duresta, where the, uh, the current president of the United States, let's say, his campaign ran ads targeted very specifically before the election at African Americans in Philadelphia. And these ads told these men they should not bother to vote because Hillary was definitely going to win. And they didn't. Voter turnout in the African American population was low. It was low in a close race. Now, by any reasonable definition, that is voter suppression. And it's voter suppression that was aided and abetted and profited from by Facebook. And because the ad was so targeted, so few people saw it, that no one knew what was happening. The lie was hidden. The lie was hidden. Not just a lie, manipulation, right? This manipulation is their business model. If they can get you to do what they want, that is so valuable. But how can they manipulate us, right? I think, I think the obvious pushback to this is, you know, hey, Matt, I'm a smart person. I think for myself. 
but they have so much data. And we're not just talking about, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds who may have a pretty clear idea of who they are. We're talking about 13 year olds on Facebook. We're talking about children on YouTube. And these brains, they're not fully formed. The prefrontal cortex is not mature. And to think that they are bulletproof against this level of manipulation, I think, is, is incorrect. And here's how crazy it is. These companies, okay, they suck. They suck all this data out of you. And then they dump it into these digital avatars. They have a digital avatar for me. They have a digital avatar for you. And they have a digital avatar for your child. They have a billion. They have two billion digital avatars. And then they run a million simulations on your avatar to predict how you'll behave and how to get you to behave. They're actively looking for your weaknesses. And then they'll predict what you'll do and they see what you do. And if you don't act according to their model, according to this avatar, what do they do? They refresh the avatar. They dump more information into it. They analyze you based on maybe a different group of people to predict how you'll behave. It's like, hmm, it's like a hacker attacking a computer and searching for exploits. We are under attack. Whenever you are online, you are under attack. They know exactly what a billion people are doing all the time and how those people respond to everything. And they're constantly getting smarter. The predictions get better. Again, Tristan Harris said this. There is a supercomputer aimed at your brain. And the result is they can predict what you'll do and how to make you do what they want. And then they sell that ability to manipulate us to the highest bidder. And I wish that was just advertising. I wish it was just, oh, Matt is running out of razors, and so we'll give him an ad for this new brand. No. They figure out how to best keep you from voting, and they sell it to the political parties. They figure out that you're a member or supporter of Black Lives Matter, and they sold that information to the cops. They can now tell when you're developing Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, and maybe they're going to go sell that to the highest bidder, who's probably going to be your insurance company. This is kind of a downer of a podcast. But that's the diagnosis. And the question now becomes, what's the, what's, the, uh, what's the prescription? And, you know, I know the government's holding hearings on this, but I at least don't trust the government to solve this problem. I think we have to take individual responsibility. I think we have to solve it at a grassroots level. And that's going to be painful for a while because I think it means we should stop using these platforms. And I know when I stopped using Facebook, it hurt like hell <laughs> for about a week. And then my life got better, a lot better. The good news, I think, is that there are pretty good alternatives for just about everything else. For example, WhatsApp, you know, fuck WhatsApp. Signal is an encrypted messaging service, and it's been recommended by Ed Snowden. It's the same idea with search. You can go to google.com and basically open yourself up to very selected search results that are intending to manipulate you, or you can use DuckDuckGo. 
Android. Android's another problem. This is from an interview Roger McNamee did with Sam Harris. He called Android a data vacuum cleaner. It's just sucking up your data all the time. And Apple, for all its problems, is doing the right things in privacy. Browsers, you know, fuck Chrome. Again, it's just going to suck up every single thing you do. There are better options. Opera, Firefox Focus. Same idea with Gmail, right? And maybe this is the most pernicious example because, look, I know I sound, <laughs> I know I sound crazy, but every email you write on Gmail is read and scanned and archived. And I think if you ever try to become a public figure, to do something that Google doesn't want you to do, they're going to go look at your emails. They're going to go dig through every tweet. They're going to go look at every post. And they're going to leak anything that smells wrong, even taken out of context, to the press. They're going to try to destroy you. Stop using Gmail. I'm using ProtonMail now, and it's great. It's great. It's encrypted. The servers are in Switzerland. It's also free, and they're not, <laughs> they're not scanning everything I write trying to figure out how to manipulate me. Okay, that's it. I'm going to get down from my soapbox now. I will catch you guys next week.